Why do you want to antagonize this man now? There's no reason for this. Brock, think about this. Brock? So, you really want to go through with this, huh? End your career tonight. Lay it all on the line. Get in the ring with the next big thing. The guy that's going to SummerSlam for the WWE title, huh? Step in the ring toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brock Lesnar? Is that what you want? You're so young. Full of life, you got the world in the palm of your hand. No injuries, man, you got it made. But if I was you, I would lay it all on the line. I would put it all up for grabs. I'd prove the point you're trying to prove. If I was you, I would put my shot at the WWE title at SummerSlam. I'd put it on the line tonight. I would put that on the line if I was you. But then again, you're not Hulk Hogan, are you? That's what you want, huh? That's what you have. Yeah. Let's do it. Tonight. <laughs> what the hell did you just do? Do you realize? Do you realize what you just did? What? 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 Get the hell? Are you out of your mind? Do you know who that man is? That is Hulk Hogan. 20 years of defying the odds. Don't think of this guy as the guy that slams Andre the Giant. Think of him as the legend that beat Triple H for the title just a few months ago. He always overcomes adversity. That's his whole MO. He played you. You got suckered. What's the matter, Paul? You losing confidence in me? Huh? What's the matter? You scared? Can't believe this. Damn it. Draft Diaries episode three, and I am here. I wish I, I should have got you for episode four. No, that'd have been it. yeah, that'd have been fire. <laughs> I was hoping it was episode four, but I'm goalie, no. so I'll take three. When it's oh, me, and now you could. Yeah. Absolutely, we are back. First of all, this man has not been on since the Invasion Diaries, which was I guess last year. I was about to say quite some time ago, but it was literally last year. It was in um, the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Got. The host of Ugly Radio himself, Ugly New York Rob. What is good, bro? What's good, emails? I, I miss this. This feels right. I'm glad we to be back. Never, we've never done one just the two of us, by the way. No, this is why it's special. This is why I'm high. That's all so fucking hype. 
<laughs> we've never done one that is just both of us so this is gonna be um, a fun experience man listen we're at the year of 2002 mm. what can you remember from your life from the year 2002 02 02 is like it's a mixture of a year cause it's like that's when I really started listening to like rap and stuff mm-hmm. so like 01 Dipset is, is is on the rise, crazy. O two, right. well, actually, O two, O two is a little. Di- well, I don't know. Well, like O one, you you knew of them, but like O two is when. Right, right, right. Started, we got Cam, getting, yeah. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Cam, come home with me, and like. Yeah, yeah. So like my cousins was like big Dipset fans. Right. And um, I would hear it by them, and then the second I heard like Cameron's flow, like it was over. Like, I love this dude. <laughs> But like oh two oh two I it's a blur bro it depends I have to like see something and I'll be like oh wait I remember Post this eleven how about Post that eleven is wicked because <laughs> like, that's like a big <laughs> I'm trying to like all right what happened in like post nine eleven type thing um oh two what else happened in oh two I mean they're big we got. The only O2 really is like defined by like music, which we've already talked about music and movies. So like yeah. the movies that came out, like Lord of the Rings and like um, Harry Potter, if you're into that. And then the music is like Dipset. Potter was in O2? I believe so, yeah. What? I know, right? Um, what game systems? See, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you find out stuff that's happening in, in O2 and like, yo, I lived it. And then you just forget. <laughs> like, how old were you? Time. Oh, two. Damn, I was 92, so I was like, what, 10? Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. I was 12. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah I was 10. Yeah. So it was like it's a blur. Like, I remember bits and pieces. I remember, like, stuff that, like, stuck with me, but. Like, 2002. Let's see what else happened in 2002. Oh, two. I'm trying to check now. Like, yo, what the fuck happened? Shit, it's crazy. Uh, okay. I don't know. Listen. <laughs> the world is also like eh, 2002 maybe like we still recovering about like what happened absolutely no that's that that's exactly what's happening um oh the Eminem show was 02 Eminem show was 02 you had any favorite albums from that year what do you think about it now that I'm thinking about it I'm pretty Eminem sure it was so um yeah, let me see what albums came out besides Dipset I mean I was on my Eminem shit People need to stop lying. Like, they weren't listening to Eminem back in the day. I know it's a joke to, like, shit on him. Because, obviously, now he makes, like, Call of Duty music. But, like, you got to be real with yourself. You was listening to it back in the day. And if you're lying... Absolute so, too. Uh, the Blueprint 2. Blueprint 2. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Oh, Lord Willen. My pop pop bought me Lord Willen. I did have Nellyville. Nellyville. I had the Nellyville bootleg. <laughs> Uh, what a, oh, Godson came out. I remember that. I remember that. Made you look. You asleep. Was that made you look or got yourself? Oh. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Who else? Oh, yeah. Come Home With Me, of course. 50s album, Guess Who's Back. This was like Earth. Um, yo, oh, shoot. You know what I could quickly run with you? Run by with you? Okay, let's see. Let's go through the popular songs. There's got to be one hit wonders of 2002. Of course, there's always one hit wonders 2002. Let's see quickly before we head into the the other stuff. So one hit wonders. 
of 2002. Um, okay. Let me see. Wow, you know, rocking mine also. 500 degrees? It, Jesus Christ. Hey, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Big classic. If you're going to go up. Classic. <laughs> if you got one hit, make it a thousand miles. Exactly. Still play to this day. That's what's crazy. She's taking uh, that forever. Addictive by Truth Hurts. Do you remember that song? It had like the Indian sample and like Rakim. I wonder if I play it. No one's checking for Truth Hurts, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to play it. Man, I'm like, fuck. I'll play it on my phone. Um, you think they'll 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 hear it? Like. Is the Maybe. YouTube algorithm that crazy? They just threw her songs back up on streaming. Like she, the samples, the if you sample Indian music, they coming after you for real. Truth hurts. Oh, chill. I don't want that. Like yo, bro, I already have problem with DMCA's. I'm not trying to get it because I couldn't find a song. Yeah, nah, nah, forget it. So they had that. Um, they said bump, bump, bump by B2K. Oh. Uh, I'm Tiara was going crazy. It's B2K a one-hit wonder? No, they're not one-hit wonders. I don't think so. I wouldn't classify them as that. I mean, this is their biggest hit. Let me me check the charts. Hold on. I don't think they're one-hit wonders. Hell no. B2K discography. I got to see where the rest of their songs charted. Because this will definitely... (laughs) Bump, bump, bump is number one. I mean, they kind of like one-hit wonders. Oh, wow. Because they had the, the original... The, the self-titled then they yeah. had pandemonium i remember pandemonium and then i mean they made, i mean I, they're french they're french they're respected in the community um bro they made they made you got served so i'm never gonna hate don't mess with my man by nivia that's a one <laughs> wonder i would say that crazy. okay Bound for You by Irv Gotti. I think whoever made this list doesn't know who Irv Gotti is, nor that. Yeah, uh, you know. On the song. Yeah, that's that's bees. What? He's weird anyway. Uh, I don't wanna. Do you listen to the Hives? Have you ever listened to the Hives? What song is it though? Hate to say I told you so. I've never heard this song. Why does it sound familiar? I'm trying to like sing it in my head. What? Hold on. Pull it up. Pull it up. Hold up. They ain't gonna get us. The high don't get us pulled. Will they? Is that the song? Hate to say, I told you so. Hold on. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I'm I'm pretty sure it's that. Hold on, let me see. I got the times. I'm pretty sure it's that song. It is, yeah. Hey, okay, now I remember it. Yeah, okay, I've heard this. I heard oh, that's it. fire. That's fire. This is that background trailer music. <laughs> when the things uh-huh. go wrong, that's how they set the plot up. Hey, to say I told you so, and then like an explosion happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, my neck, my back by Kaya. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I still, I only put the clean versions on playlists because it's still good. <laughs> just to have it like out there just to like oh, yeah, play but that's how, like imagine me like I'm, I'm at like my grandma's crib watching like MTV and, yeah. shit, and then they play the video but it's obviously it's, it's a safe one but still yeah it's still wild um No Letting Go by Wayne Wonder big classic big classic um Oops Oh My by Tweet Oops Oh My yeah I remember that one 
still fly by big timers i know this song big classic too that's a that, one-hit wonder i guess so i guess big timers aren't really mm-hmm. like i mean right. but you think of manny i guess collectively but like birdman got yeah birdman? i mean i mean birdman, birdman? is does robinson that boy count it's that that's a hood hit i would so, say that's yeah Let's see. It'll be, have, right. Who? What's the name of the person that, that made this list? That's like the real, the real this, telling answers. This was literally just hotpopsongs.com. What? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard "Youth of the Nation" by Pod? Yeah, like, it's a classic. They play that in, in WWE packages. Okay, I'm just sure. bugging on the name. We are. We are. It's when um they did the Columbine shit. I didn't mean to say it like that. It's when they shot up Columbine and then they made that song as like a reference to it. Wherever you will go, the calling. I gotta remember that. Let me see. Wherever you will go. No, I don't remember that one. I gotta hear it. On the calling. <laughs> okay, ever see this is that this is that white dramedy. <laughs> like this is when bros walking down the street, you see shorty across the way, they lock eyes, and then like the newspaper flies through the middle of the screen and she's gone. That's what that music is. Eddie White guy. Was Creed popping in 02? Creed had to be popping. Was, Creed was 01. Creed was 01. Really? They didn't even didn't even bounce back to be honest. With you. They didn't even like come back. Well, he didn't. The rest of the band did. They're the ones that do Edge's music. Oh yeah, that's true. Alter Bridge okay. is all Creed except the the frontman. Oh word! I didn't even yeah. know that. Wow. You you learn something new every day. <laughs> um. So Edge, yo, I know who does the music for your 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 thing. They're all from Creed. See if he blocks you. Let me see. Okay, what else was one hit wonders? I guess there wasn't a many one hit wonders in two thousand two. This is very much still to be there kind of thing. Um, but with that said, also what we're talking about from two thousand two. So, this this flashback is definitely wrestling related, and this is for those who have not seen it. Um, we're taking it back to Tough Enough two in two thousand two. Um. Did you watch the original Tough Enough? Let me ask you that. Here and there. So, like, in these years, I was, like, on and off of wrestling. It really depended, like, what my cousins were watching. I got into mm-hmm. wrestling because of them. So, like, if they were watching it, I'd watch it. I was never really at the crib, tapped in to see what Stone Cold was going to do unless I was at their crib. Ooh, but I did okay. see some of the original Tough Enough. Right. And, and you as know I watched this one. Media. Yeah, yeah. And as I watched this one, all the flashbacks came. I'm like, holy shit. So 2002 was kind of like the precipice of the new reality era, which like celebrity reality era. And it started with also another reality show on MTV called The Osborns. Um, that was 02 as well? That was 02. I, I wanted to... Sharon. <laughs> I remember he was wilding all the time. Sharon. I was like, is he on medication or something? I like, does so. he? Ozzy lived a crazy life, bro. He lived a wild, crazy life. He was super old back then, and now he's like still one. He's still alive. God bless him. 
But I, honestly, I'm not even saying. But shout out to Ozzy. <laughs> but we got a lot of reality show making the band two was in 2002 um we made the band um and then also we had you know the mtv wwe connection sunday night heat was on mtv which is a wild thing to consider because like i don't remember any i wish i remember more like interviews and stuff from mtv sunday night heat i would yeah i don't really remember much i remember catching like velocity at some point but see they would always yeah they would host it at in new york and Times square uh it was trying to give very like bj type shit you know what i'm saying like michael mm-hmm. Cole hosting sunday night heat in new york city it's crazy back here we're in <laughs> we're alive this crowd there like and just go to tape matches <laughs> <laughs> and shit that, like that reminds uh, me of like when they you ever watch the old shotgun saturday night matches and shit no i haven't in a while so Talk like when they would do that they would legit just go to like random venues and just have a match that's where the they did um <laughs> triple h and undertaker in fucking um grand central and he got oh. power, he got tombstone on the ele- on the escalator oh, yeah. like yo bro if his hair gets caught it's over <laughs> oh shit we gotta it's one day we gotta talk to Triple H about that match. That's the best one oh. though. You don't gotta watch the rest of them, but that's like <laughs> the best one. So Tough Enough 2 is obviously the sequel to Tough Enough. This is also coming in the same year American Idol um pops off. So everyone is into this like reality show competition, making ass of yourself on national television and, and which is very much so prominent through this. So I asked you to watch the first episode of this. So we you episode two. I did episode two or episode one? Two. Oh, all right. I watched episode. Why would I have episode two? You sure? Told me two, bro. Okay. All right. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you told me two. So I'm like, all right. Listen, I'm bugging. All right. I got to check. Hold on. All right. Whatever. So oh, I can wait, tell you. You tell me episode one. I watched episode two. All right. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> all right. So what did you think about the cast? <laughs> um. It, yo, bro, I'm watching it and I'm like, holy shit! They got the young Shad, R.I.P. Shad. R.I.P. Shad. My son, uh, Mid Morgan, Matt Morgan, early Matt Morgan. Um, they had Tommaso's wife, which I completely. That's which one's? To... Oh, it's that girl. She's the, like the, the really she got, like blonde, I believe so. She's like mad skinny or whatever, and then yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jr. is like. She shows heart, and then they just cast her into it. Who else was there? So you didn't um, watch the, f- the first episode, all right? So let me let me flash you on the first episode, which is hilarious. It's the audition process, right? So everyone's making it. Because they were Everyone. showing auditions still in my episode that I was watching. Oh, word. Okay. In two, right. they were still showing it, but they showed you uh, who they ended up picking for like the top twenty-five. Oh, so was your episode like the forty-minute-long episode or the? Mine was like forty-five minutes. Don't you we watch the same episode? Oh, I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> run through the first one and we can talk the second one. All right, no, 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 no. All right, season. So, all right, so they do the audition process. Um, where JR is like, they, they have like these out of shape guys doing the thing. The dude mm-hmm. looks like a, a tube sock just doing, they got essentially what they were doing was an audition process similar to it's like similar to American Idol, but way less stage because clearly with tough enough you have the wwf producers you got kevin dunn there 
Um, he looked crazy. He looked absolutely insane. You had John Gaborik, who like you only know if you watch Tough Enough because. Mm-hmm. And then I think he had a prominent role in TNA at some point. Yeah, Jr. Yeah, Al Snow, of course, father of all Tough Enough, MTV legend at this point. Um, Hardcore Holly, for whatever reason, I guess they didn't want him fighting people. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I was like, yo, bro, just, just go do this. <laughs> and Ivory, who was also like, I just go do this. She was wilding too, but she, I, I feel like she was cool out of all the judges. Yeah, she like, was right. cool, but she was like, she was really like testing the shorties. Like, yo, do you really want this? go jump in the water type thing yeah I, they i think they did that legitimately because they were bored and had to be there for like 16 hours so they were just telling people go yeah. jump in the water, make us entertain us because we've been here for like 12 hours and all this shit is y'all marks trying to get over yourself uh with like i'm the you know i'm this i'm that i'm the warrior what know? killed me was the dude who showed up like he's his pictures was like him chiseled out had the abs <laughs> Shows up, my son flabbed out. He's like, Nah, I just like to eat. This is from my birthday time. Three weeks ago, didn't even have an answer, just dip. Like, oh my god! So they had, you know, what the funniest story was to me? One of the funniest stories, um, Josh Matthews' older brother. Yeah, I felt so bad. I felt like secondhand embarrassment. I didn't feel bad. He was a hater. He was like, I mean, yo, yeah, he was like, hey, but I felt bad. Like, yo, bro, don't do this. Like, my kid brother, he don't even look he's like living my dream. Yeah, he was like, my, it's living my dream. I can't, you know, stand, you know. And I've been just laughing at him. Like, you know, he's doing better than you, right? Like, <laughs> you know, he got a job, right? What are you doing? Um, fuck it. They got, I, I wrote down this girl, Annie, which is like the prototype for Charlotte. Yeah. Just super buff blonde white chick and jr is like anytime you're like over six foot and like bigger than you're supposed to be jr is like that's blue chipper right there (laughs) jr was telling me because there was a dude who was a mormon (laughs) and like um they asked him like yo you don't have sex he's like no my parents told me to to save it and then jr is like you must have a tight grip huh i'm like yo bro what why would you ask him that like television baby um but the thing is they got the wwf judges there but they equally also have the mtv producers there because this is still a reality show so they're Mm. still you have to cast people who not only that's why that kid danny didn't get initially the the red the ginger haired guy who finished first in the running thing yeah uh, because he wasn't beautiful enough he was like nah you like wild regular like just ginger like you athletic and you cool and you could probably make it but really was like the first one done and yeah them. i was so tight i was like hey bro he's you're putting his heart out there in front of time ginger uh <laughs> call yourself the danimal you know you're not it so we're looking for pal right they're trying to cast for in a reality tv show that's why they went with the the hotter version of him which was like what's my name's name pete or something i don't know he looked like a pete um i feel like it like they obviously went with some other guy over him for sure um um amazing kong was in this yeah that was it was wicked to see all these like wrestlers we see Um, get better within like tna and shelly martinez was there like but in like the background ken kennedy was there 
No, that's What's crazy. his name? Um, the MAGA dude. Uh, that's a bad explanation. Jackson Riker. There we go. Him. He was there. Jackson Riker. Um. Okay. Let me see. I'm trying to pull up. Maybe I could pull up one clip. Let's see. It's tough enough to. Let's see if I can pull this up without I don't think it. I'm flagging for tough enough. Nah, it's, if it's old and blurry enough, you might get away with it. It's definitely old and blurry. You think I was coming with the clear? <laughs> the HD? Well, yeah. <laughs> I coming with the HD. Hold on. Let me do this. Let me switch it around. Let's see if I can pull up this. Share my screen a little bit. Um, no, I want to post the other one. There we go. Let's see if we can do this. Do you hear it? My name's John. I grew yeah. up in Valparaiso, and I'm 22 years old. I was vice president of the Morrison last year. I'm active in the Kung Fu Club, and I also break dance a couple nights a week. Nothing's jiggling on him, which is kind of inspiring. Okay, thank you. Some of it's an athlete. Some people play a song. He's an athlete. Athlete. For me, I learned a new physical skill. That's when I had, I've had a good day. I learned how to do a backflip and a twist. I'm like, damn, that was a good day. Can you do the spinner rooney What's the spinner rooney So you don't watch our programming? You're not a fan of the WWF? You don't watch Booker T? Does it? <laughs> That's a pretty good spinner rooney Okay, thank you very much. I'd like to be in the WWF because... Nah, he's just a white guy breaking Oh shit! Hold on, I fucked up. Nah, he's just a white guy break dancer. He but, won three, right? Yeah, he didn't even make it to this. <laughs> nah, he didn't make it. I, I was like reading up on the whole shit, and I was like, he didn't make it because I didn't like his attitude. Mm, I, which I can see, he looked like a show off kind of like. He was wilding. Yeah, being wild, athletic in front of What's other a athletes. Rooney, does it? Like, yo, bro, if you know what it is, just do it. You gotta lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also saw the eventual, well, we got a couple other guys here. We have Hawk, who is, I have no idea who he becomes. Hawk? Um, he was, like, the guy who had ADHD with, like, Oh, weird... yeah, yeah, he was wildin'. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt, I felt sad for him. Linda Miles was doing there backstage, like, the behind-the-booth confessional shit. I feel like this nigga's a weirdo. Did you see that part? No, what did they say? So like they're all talking about like I guess um embarrassing stuff or stuff they've done. And he's talking about how he made some girl leave him to go with another girl. Oh, like yeah. he's talking about it mad casual. I'm like, yo, bro, that's nothing to be like you want you don't gotta tell them that. You have mad stories you can tell. He wanted to make MTV. He for sure. Because there's no way. <laughs> um Linda Miles, who eventually wins it. Um, then gets rebranded as I think it's Shaniqua and she was yeah, with the brother. Shaniqua. She was my dog, the Bashams. Um, and then Jackie Gata, who jumps into the pool, who uh also wins it. This had a controversial end this season, yeah, because it was supposed to be one male, one female, and then and it then was they like, nah, we're taking them two, taking two shorties now. And the firefighter guy <laughs> was tight. Yo, bro, when I saw Kenny King, I was like, holy. shit He's been around for so long, and he just got popping in ROH and all that. 
I know. I was like, yo, you still never made it to WWE, but God bless him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Got the MTV like, money for a little bit. Wasn't he in The Bachelor too? Yeah, he was. Bachelorette. Come on, man. reality TV is IMDb is stacked. Um, <laughs> then we had the guy who hates Taz, which is like that was so funny, bro. They only picked him because he hated Taz. Yeah. And then when they did the running and Taz pulled up, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, yo, what? I feel him not saying anything back because he would immediately got cut. But to oh, yeah, be honest, sure. you probably would have got cut anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, what's, what do you have nothing to lose at that point? Yeah, I might have just been made a reality TV career about cussing out Taz, Taz on national television. Like, that have been the, the subject of his pod years down the line. <laughs> with Taz, <laughs> <laughs> that's what with Taz they, they they make up. Remember when I pressed you? Like, <laughs> oh god. Um, shout out to the girl who showed up late, Alicia. Yeah, she beats it, mad casual. Nah, that's that's legitimately how I approach going to WWE shows. Like, doors open at six. I'm like, all right, I'm there at seven. I don't care. Yeah, like, you, don't you, you just get to walk straight in. I don't gotta wait in yeah. line. I don't gotta go. You know, depending where you go, which place got the? I think Barclays has the worst security people than MSG. I sure. hate Barclays. You, they're just testing me because I do want to see DX come back for like that one <laughs> moment, but I don't want to go to Barclays. They jump set that Barclays. I can't have it. Nah, they they're wild at Barclays. They don't respect Barclays as much as they do MSG. Like it's not, it's not even close to be honest with you. Like they doing this because it's a season premiere of Raw. Mm. But if it was like October twenty sixth, like it would have been a regular ass Raw at Barclays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, um, this might come out after the Barclays thing too. So it is what it is. But um, actually. Actually, it definitely will. Let's let's act like it was a great show. It was fantastic. Barclay season premiere. I tell you, <laughs> I was there. I was there. <laughs> All right, let's go to the. Um, let's go to pretty much that was tough enough too. By the way, tough enough too. You can definitely catch on Peacock. It's definitely an adventure if you like to watch people learn how to wrestle, but then also try to produce a show on MTV to like make people cheat on their significant others because i'm pretty sure the the the, the storyline for jackie gato was that she cheated on whatever boyfriend she was with with pete yeah <laughs> yeah they were just making shit up i ended up watching more episodes because like um, damn now i'm invested tash shitting cool. on people that's reality that's reality TV. Um, and Taz got to be a judge because he pretty much retired from wrestling at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, it was over at this point. Triple H put him in the dirt. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to pretty much what we're talking about this episode, which is the Summer of Brock. The Summer of Brock Lesnar. But Big body we, Brock. Before we get into that, we got to do the catch up from the last episode. So the last episode was actually the go home show for Vengeance 2002 which was Eric Bischoff becoming the general manager of Monday Night Raw and Stephanie McMahon becoming the general manager of Friday Night's, or not Friday, it was Thursday, SmackDown, whatever. Um, thoughts on, did, do you, were you watching around this time? Did you have any idea? Did you care? A little bit. I, uh, uh, Taker, Rock, Angle is like one of my favorite triple threat matches ever. You want to know how to do a triple threat you watch that one 
But I was here and there. This is like you just what happened? No, I was just about to talk about that. The Vengeance 2002. But yeah. Vengeance, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. Vengeance 2002, greatest triple threat, one of the greatest triple threat matches ever. Undertaker versus The Rock versus Kurt Angle, WWE Undisputed Champion. Yeah. It's just. Oh, wait, it, what was on this show? I'm looking at the show now. Dudley's versus Benoit Guerrero. That was Jamie good. Old. versus Billy Kidman. That was good. Jeff versus William Regal. Could have been on Raw, probably was. <laughs> Early Cena versus Jericho. Was definitely on SmackDown. My son RVD versus Lesnar for the IC. That was good. That was this was the rematch from their King of the Ring 2002, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But um, that summer program Brock Lesnar had with RVD was pretty good. It was clear that like they they gave a damn about RVD enough for him not to be immediately demolished in like four seconds. RVD was always like in like upper mid cards too. Like, he was always there somewhere slotted in the main event, too. If he's not on his mid-card shit, he's in the main event. He was in the first elimination chamber. Fight Brock. He's gone against Taker. All these people. Yeah, yeah. 2002 was a good year. Won the Intercontinental Championship. All types of other stuff like that. Like, he was vibing in 2002. Um, what else was on the card? Do you have it still in front of you? Yeah. Um, after RVD Brock, Booker T versus Show. That was good. Un-Americans versus Edge and Hollywood Hogan. I, I mean. <laughs> I, and then the triple threat. Good, solid pay-per-view. A lot of, and then they also had, um, they had that segment where Triple H is pretty much between Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff because they're trying to court him to come to Raw. Shawn Michaels turned and was like, yo, my tree, come with me. We're going over Monday Night Raw. We're going to tear this up. So Triple H chooses to go to Raw because his man's is there. That's when they uh, tease the whole DX stuff, right? And then Absolutely. So we're just about to talk about that. The DX reunited. <clears throat> this is the catch-up. So this is everything between that show and the show that we're watching right now. So DX reunited for literally like five minutes. It was the greatest <laughs> That was song. a nasty pedigree, too. It didn't even really like... <laughs> it didn't really like secure it right. Nah, he let go of the arms and did a full like press into the man's head. Ah, like just threw him down. <laughs> um but that was fire, set up their feud. Um so also we had the introduction during this period of three minute warning. Remember three minute warning? My son early Umaga, yeah, Rico. Was Rico with them at this time? Nah, not yet. Not yet, not yet. So it was Umaga and Rosie. Which is Roman Reigns' brother, who passed away. Actually, both are passed away, which is yeah, sad. R.P. Umaga, R.P. Rosie. Yeah, so, but they showed up because this is the wildest thing ever. So, D'Lo Brown and Sean Stasiak wanted some... <laughs> That's like the opening for a joke. That's like... So, D'Lo, D-Lo Brown, Brown and Stasiak walk into a bar. They approach Eric Bischoff and was like, yo, we just want an opportunity on Raw. And Eric Bischoff's like, yo, y'all got three minutes. So like, wow. So they get out and start having a wrestling match. I think D'Lo Brown puts in a rest hole and Eric Bischoff's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm trying to be entertained here. Like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's boring as hell, which I thought was wild to say. Like, in front of any wrestlers, like, this is boring as hell. You'd be some, you, have you seen um, R.I.P. Anoki, but you've seen the clip where he beats yeah, on uh, Doc Gallows? We need yeah. to bring that back. 
I'm pretty sure they do it and we don't see it, but we need to bring that back. Um. So anyway, he was like, this has gone on for too long, three minutes too long. Rosie and Jamal show up, big Samoan thugs <laughs> with like wild, heavy Nietzsche and FUBU and all types of shit. Um, beat the shit out of people and that's how they were introduced and they would essentially they did that the following week they did it to Mae Young and Moolah um, yeah yeah they was on a rampage it was wildin they did it to Lillian Garcia um, and yeah um, next note I have Taz is pretty much retired as he is officially the voice for Smackdown did you like Taz and Michael Cole? I like Taz and Michael Cole I liked it um, it got better years later cause Watching like uh, SmackDown in 02, Michael Cole with no suit is just wicked to see. <laughs> he pulling up in like the the, the zipper flannel and shit. Yeah, like early Michael Cole with the standard WWE polos is weird. Like I, I like Cole and Intas though. They were they was cool. There was a voice on UPN, all that shit. Like I enjoyed it. Listen, um, Ray, uh, Ray Mysterio makes his debut on SmackDown during this period. Very cakes, right? Yep. Um, looked great, man, for a debut. I was like, damn, he looks phenomenal. Um, Victoria makes her debut on Raw during this period. So shout out to Victoria. Would end up having a very, very long. Actually, she was in WWE for a long time. She was in OVW since 2000, damn near 1999. God damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was. Um, her previous thing. She was on television briefly before this era, being one of the hoes for a godfather that was right that he became the good father um so they were picketing against them and they would like constantly get like kicked in the face and Samoan dropped and all types of other shit like that um <laughs> couple great matches during this period you had rock versus rick flair in north carolina yeah rock versus eddie guerrero that's one of my favorite matches i love that match man um and then we got some brand shifts so essentially as vince mcmahon announces that stephanie mcmahon is the gm of raw there's like if you're a superstar and you don't feel like it's adequate enough you can move to any show that you want which is essentially like we gotta once stone cold left they realized they had to switch around the shows a lot because mm-hmm. it was very lopsided raw had no stars not even one um i guess undertaker but like not really but um yeah. I mean, yeah, it was really just... Yeah, they, they pretty much it was very, very lopsided. So the Un-Americans, Test, Christian, and Landstorm, um, and Chris Jericho moved to Monday Night Raw. Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero moved to Friday Night SmackDown. And then we get to where we're at. Now, let me ask you, were you, in this era, were you a SmackDown guy or a Raw guy? Hmm. I'm looking at the rosters now. I was maybe like SmackDownish. Mm. Honestly. Yeah, it was because looking at the roster, it really depended if like the champion was on the show. SmackDown had more of like the new up and comers. So like with this, it led to um with like Jericho going to Raw. Mm-hmm. It led Heyman to like have to like create a new core because they were their mission was to hold, to beat raw raw was forever gonna be the flagship that's why we got the smackdown six because jericho went to raw right pretty much so also want to introduce you to 
something that's also happening in the wrestling world at this time. NWA TNA. They'd started literally two months before this. They were having weekly pay-per-views. I want to share with you the roster of this show and see what did you think of pretty much one of their earliest rosters of NWA TNA. Look at this. That's the NWA TNA? This is as of as of the show that we're watching. This is the NWA TNA roster. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Alexis Lurie, which is Mickey James, of course. Amazing Red. Amazing Red. Puerto Rican. Bob Armstrong. <laughs> Brian. Brian Lawler is crazy. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, he's definitely dead. That's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, we weapon at his death, but um, <laughs> Chase, Chase Stevens, was he what was the name of his tag team? Chase Stevens, who the fuck he tag with? I remember him, but like, I remember him tagging. He, it's somebody else on this list, gotta be. Let's see, uh, Chris Harris, my dog, Braden Walker, <laughs> trash, Christopher <laughs> Daniels, Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Don I West. Don West. I love Don West and Mike Tanay, bro. Really? I like you didn't fuck with him? No, nah, I did, but like I love Don West because like he don't shut up. That's my only thing. <laughs> nah, think it kill me with, it kill me with him because like I'm sure he knows like his wrestling stuff, whatever, right? But like he will commentate like he knew nothing. He's just there. Ah! Oh my god, he was bugging the fuck out. And Mike Tanay, him, his knowledge is crazy, and then he's got to, like, work with it. And then next segment, Mike Tanay is, like, watching Don West sell some shirts. Come to TNAshop.com. I love Spike TV TNA. <laughs> Elix Skipper, um, James Mitchell. Glenn is that Gilbert- Disco Inferno? That is Disco Inferno. Glenn Gilberti. <laughs> very, very Staten Island. Um <laughs> James Storm. James Storm. Should have took tag. Um, Jay Briscoe, Jeff Jarrett, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Borash. Now works Jerry in Lynn. Lynn. Jimmy Rave, RIP. He went outside. I feel bad. Yeah, that's definitely sad. My Jimmy. dog Jimmy Wang Yang. Jimmy Wang Yang. All right, so here's the thing. Like people know, people remember Jimmy Wang Yang. I definitely remember him. <laughs> But like, people shit on all these gimmicks. This is what I'll be talking about, like with the Bush stuff and stuff. People shit on all these gimmicks, but you're gonna remember Jimmy Wang Yang. Hell yeah, it's, it's so hard to forget an Asian cowboy wallin' doing and flips. Yeah. Like <laughs> he was fire. So you know what? It is what it is. It was better than I think he was at Keo before, which was like not as cool. But um Jimmy Yang, man. Uh Loki, the other Briscoe Mark. My dog, Mike Tanay. Monty Brown, big goat. Love Monty Brown. Legend. Legend in the Serengeti. There are no hills in the Serengeti. You know what I'm saying? Come uh, on, man. Norman, Norman Smiley. My dog, Percy. Prince, Prince Justice. Justice. I can't tell you who that is. It might have been from, I feel like from WCW. Hold on. Who the fuck? Prince Justice. Prince Justice. Prince what are you Justice. Looking at? He had to be in WCW. I only because I have no idea who he is, so I'm assuming he was. <laughs> Holy shit, that's Abyss. 
what? <laughs> My son, Young Abyss. Never mind. This is um, prior to losing Mad Teeth and having scars, I'm assuming. Damn. Before they did the Shout whole... out to Abyss. Shout out to DNA him. DNA came. Rick Steiner. Okay, Ron Killing. Ron Killings, R Truth, Sabu. Sabu, Scott Hall, WWE, uh, getting fired there. Um, never missed the bag. And Shark Boy. You always gotta remember Shark Boy. Um, that's a weird roster. Like you have all these like mix of like legends and indie legends at this point. Shark Boy. The <laughs> champions at this time, the first ever NWA TNA champion. Ken Shamrock, but at the point of this show, he had just lost it to R Truth, who Ron Killing still is the only black NWA champion ever that's ever existed. Pull up, um, this is 02, so pull up the ROH roster because they started around February. Oh, you're right. Okay, and I know, I know between then, TNA, NWA, they were like sharing talent, <laughs> they there's like 12 people here <laughs> oh let me see because like at that point they were just getting all these these people left and right pull it up let me screenshot it hold on <laughs> it's funny um let me see i'll pull it up um but initially yes the so x aj styles is the first x division champion he lose it to low key um, first uh, TNA champion Ken Shamrock would lose it to Ron Killings, and then there was a tag team championship stuff that was vacated around this time. Um, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Let's see. ROH. <laughs> AJ, Amazing Red, Brian Kendrick. Uh, Brian Danielson. Come on, man. Christian We're, York. Not to be confused with Chris Jericho, current ROH debut. Daniels. Doug Williams. Homicide. That's fire. Jay Briscoe. Joey Matthews. My that's dog, Lil Guido. Lil Guido. Loki, Mafia. Briscoe. Mark Briscoe. Paul London. Chris Nana's been there forever? I would no listen. Way. Damn, I was a big Paul cool. London guy. Huh? I was a big Paul London guy. I fuck with Paul London. Real shit. His um his his shoot, the him and Brian Kendrick shoot, one of the greatest mm. of all time. <laughs> like smacked out of their mind. And <laughs> just talking shit about the WWE. And like, of course I smiled during that Vince segment. Like, why the fuck would you not? Um <laughs> but nonetheless. So this was the era of uh professional wrestling around this time. It was getting crazy. crazy. Wow. But we were definitely in a new era. There was no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, there's clearly no new stars. We were making a bunch of stars that we're going to see actually on this show. Um, so we're talking about SmackDown, August 8th, 2002, emanating live from the Richmond, Richmond Coliseum. It kicks off with this amazing video package, a pay per view quality video package. We're talking about Hulk, all the giants that Hulk Hogan toppled and all the people that he beat and stuff like that. And while showing the new threat that is Brock Lesnar, who was showing up in the summer of 2002, Brock Lesnar. What were your first initial thoughts seeing Brock Lesnar? This guy's beast. This is a monster. 
No, nah, he's shit. <laughs> How old was Brock at this time? Like what? In his early twenties, late mid twenties? I want to say like twenty four or twenty-five. God damn, like, like your bro. He was the he ends up becoming the youngest WWE champion in a couple of weeks, but he's uh beating The Rock, who's the former youngest WWE champion ever. But he was only 24, 25 during this era. He showed up, he debuted the night after. Um mm-hmm. WrestleMania 18 beat the holy crap out of Spike Dudley, as you do. Uh, Spike Dudley. I remember him stepping on scene Wallen. I think it was it was during the hardcore match, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. everybody. Beat up Al Snow, beat up Maven, beat up Spike Dudley. (laughs) He had the initially started out with that triple power bomb with the spin, which was insane. Um, instead of just Picking up and power bombing people one by one. I, I don't, I don't want to get into like AEW talk because it's of ghetto course. wrestling. But like <laughs> Warlow, you should do that. Yo, they loaded Brock Lesnar into SmackDown. Shut your mouth almost immediately. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, no. get him in here. This game comes out October 2002. Um, Brock Lesnar debuts in 2002, which is damn near unheard of, honestly. Um, unless you're like, you know what? This is not an AEW podcast, so we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, we're not talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, everyone was big on Brock Lesnar. Legitimately, the next big thing as he walked in, you can see it's why he's one of the reasons why Stone Cold left. Ain't want to job him. Um, He's one of the reasons. kid. (laughs) He's a. He had a set of matches with the Hardy Boys where he took all those chair shots to the face. Craziest um, chair shots I've ever like. Nah, it's ridiculous. Like CTE was like booming. You could hear that while you're yeah. sitting with Sting. <laughs> um, one King of the Ring by defeating RVD. Defeats RVD again. Um, the following pay per view in a non-title match. But still, like, man, this guy was absolutely tearing up. He was on Monday Night Raw to initially begin. He's eventually moved to Friday Night SmackDown. He'd be essentially poached by 70 men for the show. Um, and he's been whooping people ass since then. He beat up Rikishi on his first night out. He beat up Mark Henry on his second night out. Like, uh, Brock Lesnar, the summer. Crazy. Nah, it was definitely real. And um, there was only one main event for SummerSlam that would, could have been, you know, lived up to this opportunity and it's Rock versus Brock at SummerSlam. But before we get to Rock versus Brock... I love Brock, that match. I love it too. Like, and I love the build-up for that match too. Um, before we get to Rock versus Brock, we gotta do Brock versus Hogan. Um, in the main Party's event... Party's over, Grandpa. Early. <laughs> Uh, but before we get to the main event of the show, which is Brock versus Hulk Hogan, they kick things off with the very rare, very untalked about second match between Kurt Angle and John Cena. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I think they have this match. Came is- out <laughs> young Cena, where he had like the My Rise shorts. Like he just didn't have <laughs> gear yet. Carolina Blue My Rise shorts. <laughs> he had it in every flavor, which is crazy. I was like, yo, that is dedicated. Like, he never wore the same color. Yeah, I I appreciate him for doing that. Um, like, Once you wear the same color, like, what's bro's name? Madcap? He don't even got gear like that. Nah, like, bro, you gotta switch the flavor. Madcap Wallen. Um, 
And he had the fatigue Kurt Angle thing, which was my favorite gears from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I put in my notes, it was great seeing these early John Cena matches because he looks incredibly bland, like a madcap monster, Ezekiel. But you can, also, <laughs> you can tell he has something. Like you, you got can tell spunk. You've got spunk, kid. Right. Like you can tell with Madcap Moss that he got something. There's something there. Um, he's still a little like too nice, but there's something there with actually ability and stuff like that. Um, John Cena definitely showed the same kind of promise, and people were enamored by him. People love John Cena, believe it or not, even though there was not much to like grab onto. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I have in my notes, meanwhile, Kurt Angle's performing like this three years into his career. Like, to be performing at the level he's performing at, he debuted in 1999. To be performing at this level, like we've seen people who come out three years from NXT and they still wrestle like they have two left feet. For for Kurt Angle to be like main event, wrestling top guys, putting over young guys, I'm like, yo, Kurt Angle's a fucking beast. Um, I love Kurt Angle. The match ends when Benoit comes out of nowhere, just completely unprovoked, whatever. Just Benoit shows up and puts a crossface on John Cena. Um, and then Rey Mysterio shows up to help, and then Eddie Guerrero drops in, and then Ed shows up, and John Cena wins by disqualification. Oh, the young see. core. <laughs> early Edge. Well, I mean, not early Edge, but like he was still young and... This is, I would say, I would say this is still early edge. Like, this is like early, like edge as we know, not edge and singles singles edge. Well, that's just true, yeah. Um, then we have Mark Lloyd. Do you remember Mark Lloyd at all? Mark Lloyd, he was the interview guy. Oh, him, he was like Kevin Kelly, but like younger. Yeah, all right. So, like, I I was seeing him throughout the show, and I'm like, this guy's trash. (laughs) Like, Cause it wasn't like he was putting any effort into it. Kurt Angle, man, what? What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Like, put like, something. Act like you're interviewing somebody. Yes. I feel like uh, somebody. I feel like they had to call the audible with that. Yo, just get Mark. Just get Mark Lloyd, bro. Um, he interviews Eddie and Benoit, asking them why they came to SmackDown. This is like a week after they come to SmackDown. Um, to which Kurt Angle pops up and like peeps this Holmes. Um. Which is yeah, wild. They, were, they were walling with the <laughs> this is early shit when they could uh get away with it now it's like yeah, bro. relax um benoit and eddie said they came to smackdown because the best competition is there and eventually set up the three-on-three match that we would see later on in the night um second match of the show reverend devon versus mark henry Thoughts on Reverend Devon? I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Testify. That's literally why. Not, but like, I right, I get it have being like a catchphrase, but you don't gotta act on it and make it a whole character. Have I feel Eddie like Batista in the Madcap Moss. <laughs> Madcap Dave, like, <laughs> like yo, bro, what? I love Reverend Devon's theme, but nah, they definitely like to me. If this was a gimmick that like Vince came up with like twenty years later, there would be like four weeks of vignettes before we actually get to Reverend Devon. They just put Reverend Devon on TV and just like y'all. And I think I think Bubba talked about it on his uh, what you gonna call it? His broken skull. Why they split him? 
if I'm correct. They were bored. Was... Yeah, they were bored. Yeah, at this point, they already did everything. They were staying. Like they were trying something new. It was better than literally Bubba Ray's on Raw just breakdancing and just beating up people and hanging out with Trish Stratus. Um, he was getting a shit in. He was trying to make plays. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Henry comes out. I said, having my notes, Mark Henry with the extensions is insane. Crazy. Maybe ahead of his time, but also insane. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was nuts. Early Mark. It's crazy because um, all these guys that are here. It's like, all right, I think it's just like the production. So, like, you would look at Raw, and it was a bit like, I guess the atmosphere was a little bit darker in a sense. Yeah, there's and definitely a SmackDown. Movie. SmackDown, that blue hue, everything's brighter, and it's just a whole different show. It just feels like, I don't know, there's something about Raw is like, all right, it's it's gimmick is that it's live, and it's like anything can happen kind of thing. Yeah. But SmackDown's like, yo, we going through it. So, like, when you see, like, for instance, it's Mark Henry versus Reverend Devon Batista match. Um, anyway, it, it ends because Rikichi shows up <laughs> and interferes, which causes the DQ. Mark Henry does not stay to help out Rikishi or anything. <laughs> he literally... Yeah, that's on you, Bop. <laughs> like, <laughs> just dipped on him. So Rikishi has a match with beat Batista. The impromptu fight leads to an official match. Miscommunication leads to Devon accidentally striking Batista. And Rikishi gets the win on Batista's. Batista's first loss in the WWE ever. I mean, it's good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Rikishi, so you got that. They that send him. But I don't think they have any actual. I think Batista gets, I want to say he gets injured or they don't have any actual plans because I remember they don't really do anything with him until like the end of the year, until they pair him with Ric Flair um, randomly. Yeah, yeah, I think he does get hurt. He definitely does and probably as he is so. Anyway, he's like 30-something in this match. I was like, damn. Old 30, Old guy. Early Batista, but still old. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, Brock Lesnar pulls up and says he's going into Hulk Hogan's locker room <laughs> and just pulls up with the smoke. He's like, whatever. Very, um, to scare Hogan, I've put, he might as well have brought a gun. Um, Hogan goes Brock into putting his SummerSlam title shot on the line to which Heyman's like, yo, what did you just do? Like, this is Hulk Hogan. He's got like, yeah. he's got like backstage powers, Hulkamaniac powers, all types of thing. Like, you can't just think it's a foregone conclusion you're going to beat Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk Hogan. But Brock Lesnar, he got the young boy energy, man. You out here... He got the dog in him early. He young and gunning it. Um, <laughs> randomly out of nowhere, Tori Wilson is beating up Nidia half-naked for whatever reason. Just like a fight that just comes out of nowhere. And Billy Kidman is supposedly there, too. He's in the back. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. They have that whole little... It's crazy to... So, like, I'm watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. And is there ever, like, superstars that they just belong to a show? Yes. So, mm-hmm. so like, when we get to it later, when we get to the whole Billy Kidman stuff and uh, who else is on the show? Hurricane's on the show. Hurricane's on the show, right? About to talk to him, about to talk about him right now. All right. So, when we, all right, get to that. And then I'm like, it's weird seeing Hurricane on SmackDown. 
But if you get Shane Helms, it's okay to me. Because, <laughs> like, to me, like, Hurricane is, like, synonymous with Raw. I don't know. Like, I just feel like like that. No, you're right. You're, you're right. Because he ends up being on Raw for, like, mad years after that. OD, and then he's having a little mini feud with The Rock. Like, he's just synonymous with Raw. Then when he's regular, like, Shane Helms, Cruiserweight champion, SmackDown's, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's with certain people. Like, Dudley yeah. Boys, I forever just raw. Rikishi, no, right. raw. Like. Billy and Chuck with Rico versus Shannon Moore in the Hurricane, which is one of the saddest tag team matches because the tag team champions defected to raw, so there's no tag team champion. <laughs> so they're fighting for, like, I don't even know what they're fighting for. Um, but I like this match because it's, like, this wild, huge tag team versus, like, the completely undersized cruiserweights. This was, uh, like, early in the Billy and Chuck storyline, right? They haven't done this, yeah, this actually was kind of close to the end. Closing like, to the end? Like, yeah, we're getting, like, close to the end of Billy and Chuck. Like, in a, in about a month, one of them is going to get injured. And then next year, Billy goes back to being Mr. Ass. And then Chuck becomes Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Which, my favorite... FBI Chuck is just it just makes Chuck sense. Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> they put the Palumbo. Came back years later as a biker. Like a boofy biker taker, but it's Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> Riding around with Michelle McCool. <laughs> exactly. Oh god. Um anyway, I put in this. Do you have a favorite Shannon Moore moment? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cause it's, I don't, bro. I couldn't tell you anything about Shannon Moore. He was just there. Yeah. He Shannon was Moore. he was just pals with the Hardys and all of them. So I was like, that's all I took it for. I mean, his man's got on, and they brought him up too. So it was pretty. It. And then years later, he was on ECW with the face paint walling. There you like, go. But he never yeah. did anything. Yeah, he didn't do anything. He was just, he was a cool hand. Cool hand, in. Shannon. AEW should bring him in. Um, they got a. Um, they set up for the code red, and Shannon Moore hits the victory roll, wins for the big upset. Shannon Moore and the Hurricane defeat Billy and Chuck for what? Doesn't matter. There's no tag team championships on SmackDown, not yet. Wouldn't be for like three more months. Um, we got John Cena, Edge, and Rey Mysterio backstage. This is the infamous segment that they had to retake. Um, yeah, I was watching. I was like waiting for it, and then I realized they <laughs> for sure fixed it. <laughs> Where Rey Mysterio completely falls, <laughs> trying to do pull-ups on that flimsy ass shelf, um, <laughs> which like you break a shelf like this ain't your arena. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta pay for that, and I mean that shit was hilarious. This um, <laughs> falls. I wouldn't be able to hold it either. I just crying, laughing. Oh, well, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Please don't flag us, WWF. Come on, man. How did they don't flag you for that? Uh, let me see. I can't even find it. I want to find the straight up clip. Oh, there it is. Here it is. Here it is. Let me see. I can pull this up. I can pull it up. Don't flag me just for this, bro. No. It's too short, so they no way they're gonna flag me for this. No. Listen, come on. Feel it. Oh, no, the way. 
the way Ray falls, uh, just just slowly just goes down. <laughs> Bro, classic. Um, Edge says, screw being the future of SmackDown. The future is now. So we're going to accept their six-man tag. Um, we have the Tower of Power JVC moment of the night. Crazy, right? <laughs> Did you have you a Tower of Power? these stereos. No, I didn't. <laughs> Do you have any cereal? Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of the brand. But, like, I'm in a Hispanic family. They got, like, the whole little cabinet. Of, like, some old joint and whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't JVC. I know that. No, nah, definitely wasn't. Yeah, I don't I'm, remember. But I JVC, did have one. JVC seemed brolic. I was like, yo, I'm just trying to play music here. Um, <laughs> Big ass. But the part, Tower of Power JVC moment of the night is the crossface we just saw like 40 minutes ago. <laughs> I loved how back then the replays were like in 20 frame rate. Like, like, <laughs> like we just seen it happen live, mad clear. And then the replays was just like at a crazy frame rate. That's Kevin Dunn, baby. He's walling. Like, you're just playing. At least now they play where it's clearer. Right. Um, Heyman goes into Seven Man's office, and Seven Man is still looking for Dawn Marie for whatever reason. I didn't even know she was on SmackDown. Um, people were just there, with, like just biding some time before they shook it up again, <laughs> just vibing. Yeah, uh, like you feel me? Tried, tried getting the Heyman tries to get the stipulation pulled, and you know, he doesn't because Seven Man's like, Oh my god, that was such a great idea to put the um, number one contendership for SummerSlam because we either gonna get Rock versus Brock at SummerSlam or we're gonna get Rock versus Hogan too. And I'm like, would we have wanted Rock versus Hogan too? Did you um, like Rock versus Hogan too? Years later? Yes, because I'm a big Hollywood rock guy, and I thought that match was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan because of how ridiculous that match is. I, I don't even know if Hogan realized how ridiculous his match was gonna be. He was just like, whatever. I'm just going to do whatever. That <laughs> Rock was just walling out. Um, we get the six-person tag. Edge, Rey Mysterio, John Cena versus Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. This is peak SmackDown right here. This is like... This I is noticed this. the crowd was like very like lively in this era. Listen. It, it was, was up. Richmond Coliseum is a wrestling town. They got a lot of WCW. Yeah. Stuff. So they're they're very big on wrestling and stuff like that. But getting like this, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, that's like a dream team right there. Fact. And then like Edge, Rey Mysterio, John Cena. I, I'm, I'm I was pitching for them to do that last year at MSG. I was like, yo, just you got all three there. Yeah, just do it. I'm glad Peacock paid the fee or WWE whoever that they kept the Rob Zombie theme. Ooh, I did not like the Rob Zombie theme. That's you wasn't fucking with it. Nah. Metalingus is all the way. Rob Zombie. What? Never gonna tell me, never gonna... I hate that shit. <laughs> do what uh, you wanna do, 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 do. That shit was fire. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm glad like they paid it, like the licensing for it. Because like some Wait, episodes on the now? network or in some pay-per-views, like they just don't have Hogan's the theme. theme? Hogan's Jimi Hendrix theme? Yeah, they ain't paying that. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, <laughs> you might get flagged just for me doing that. Right? Um, I don't think Rob Zombie gonna flag me. But. The Latino Heat Benoit shit made me pop. Latino Heat. I was like, okay, that's fine. Oh, and, they, yeah, and Benoit has his theme here too. Yeah. 
So it's pretty good. Um, great tag team match. Just overall, it's a classic. You could throw that up on YouTube. Well, WWE is never going to throw it up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's over for that. <laughs> Any fire why. match you've seen with the guy in trunks and a missing tooth, it's over. <laughs> like, you're not getting that upload. Too many fire matches that will never be revisited. Yeah. Like, WrestleMania that... 20 main event probably never happened, bro. Nah, it was a Sean and HB. It was a Sean and Hunter match. We will never see that again unless someone comes out with a Chris Benoit documentary. And even still, WWE's not licensing out their fucking Chris Benoit footage at all. Yeah, no. Um, Rey Mysterio gets the win over Angle with the West Coast Pop. West Coast Pop would probably be the end of Rey Mysterio's knees, as we know it. Um, Between that 619 and West Coast Pop, yeah, he was probably like, all right. My knees can't do this anymore. That's why he ends up doing the the senton, the seated senton, which was not as cool. Yeah, it's not fire. <laughs> the tadpole splash. I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> um, you got a triple X ad drop for the movie starring Vin Diesel, which I remember seeing in theaters, but I can't tell you what that movie was about. <laughs> it was, it was Vin Diesel, Wallen. That's really good. He's like gonna he was just like an agent and then they have him do some shit in Russia and then it's 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 a Vin Diesel movie, bro. You really can't can't expect much from that. Listen, yeah, I can't. No, nah, I was gonna read the plot and then I was like, nah, this plot is too long. It's trash. Um, Ice Cube ended up being in I think two or three. Ooh. He took the triple X mantle. That shit was trash. <laughs> um to which Taz and Michael Cole said, speaking of Triple X, because Jamie Noble and Nidia are out with Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson in this tag team match. Shout out to Jamie Noble and Nidia. Unsung gimmick over the era. He was fucking with, with Jamie Noble. Yeah, a heavy. Someone who can do the gimmick right and uh, very clear short man complex, but still like also heavy... I don't know. He was just really good at what he did. He was great in the ring. He was great on the mic. Man was just great overall. Like they said, um, someone on Twitter hit me up and said, Jamie Noble made the Cruiserweight title feel important because it was like he was always fighting for his life because it was like, this was like all he had. And um, everybody wanted his girl. Rich. Yeah, it made him rich. And then he had I Billy feel him. I feel it. Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson, who I guess they were dating and they just put them together, but they never acknowledged it like on the show. Yeah, nah, that was just like, and and goes for Tori too. Whenever I think of Tori Wilson, like Monday Night Raw, like really, think, yeah, nah, she big, she a big SmackDown person for me for sure. Really? Like, cause she had like an endless her, I think her. She was on Raw for a little bit, but like her biggest programs were always on SmackDown. She had like a, a million brawn panties matches with uh, Stacey Keebler on SmackDown. And like the Dawn Marie program that's about to happen is on SmackDown with her dad. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. And then the Sable stuff is on SmackDown. So I always associate her with SmackDown. Um, anyway, she's wrestling pajamas. <laughs> 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 No gear, just pajamas and you know 
we'll you talk. Gotta, so I gotta do it. Just pull up and just scrap. Sometimes this, that's all it really calls for. This is Nidia's first ever televised match after winning Tough Enough. So, shout out to her. Um, she wins. She wins the match. That's fine. Um, next segment, I have administration issues because they make this big deal of like, Simic Man's been looking for these documents all night. So, Don Marie pulls up to Stacey Keebler, who is, I guess, like, I'm like, what level of, what's the hierarchy here? Because you're all both kind of assistants. More um, like, I guess because one is taller. <laughs> Dawn is like, I have these documents here for Stephanie. Where are they? And Stacey's like, she's been looking for you all night. Where have you got? And she's like, I have the documents now. Um, Stacey Keebler mentioned that in the segment that does not age well at all. It says, Prince McMahon is at the Marriott. Um, you know, he's over there to which Don Marie's like at the Marriott, huh? She's like, Yeah, this exact, you know, this exact suite, this exact place. And so Don Marie rushes over to the Marriott to presumably have sex with Vince McMahon, um, or to talk about documents or something. I don't know. Um, ages terribly in 2022. Oh, yeah, I'm like, All right, Stacy Keebler then takes the documents, the documents, um, and hides them under the couch. And Stephanie Man is like, yo, where's Don Marie? I heard she left the building now. And she's like, yeah, I think she went out to go meet your dad or something at the Marriott. Um, never gives her the documents. And then from the shadows in the room, Eric Bischoff pulls up. He pulled up so crazy. <laughs> he just like... pulled up like, the section, like beneath. <laughs> <laughs> like mad wild, man. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> Yo, what? And I'm like, what documents? <laughs> what are these documents? Like, they never explain what these documents are about, which is the wildest thing to me. I'm like, yo. So, like, they probably this... watched it back and like, yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, whatever. But you know what? Out, he pulled out the corner so crazy. They were doing. I would say this era, this era of WWE in terms of the brand split, this was like the first, like, this was like pretty much the only legit, like, brand warfare. We're doing like dirty shit. Um, mm -hmm. Will your wrestlers and like take your talent and like beat up your GMs and et cetera, et cetera, like that. So, you know what? Double agent Stacey Keebler, she's going to eventually get what's coming to her because. <laughs> just smack down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's gonna get what's coming to her. Uh, and then we have Hulk Hogan cutting a promo with Mark Lloyd. Big, what you gonna do vibes? What you gonna do, brother? I've got a hundred Hulkamaniacs. The Brock Brock doesn't have Hulkamaniacs. My guy, <laughs> I can see you're watching it just from the red and yellow lights going off in the yeah. Back. Like I'm like, cause I, I watched it the other day, and then I have it going now just to follow up. I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> Hollywood Hogan is so crazy. I feel yeah. it was cra I don't like Hulk Hogan. Like, I was never, like, a Hulk Hogan fan. But I like Hollywood Hogan because he was just ridiculous. I like, I would say in this era, this is pre-us finding out that he's a piece of shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I was a big fan because somehow the ridiculousness, he got sports entertainment. Like, the hulking up shit is ridiculous. So, yeah, I won't take that away from Hulk Hogan. Like, he knew yeah. how to work a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He had them in the palm of his hands no matter what. Then right. when you realize how big of a dick he is, 
It's like, all right, bro. It's not going to work for me, brother. It's got a big match feel. Main event uh, of SmackDown. I remember watching the SmackDown because it was preempted. I'm pretty sure it was a Yankees game was why this was preempted. Because it should, they aired it on like Saturday afternoon. They didn't air this in New York on uh, its regular Thursday slot. Um, massive powerbomb and a cover, but Hogan kicks out. Hogan hulks up, and I'm like, damn, I really went up for this as a kid. Because, he, you know, he does the hook up, mm-hmm. three punches, mm-hmm. one boot. But Brock pops back up, goes for the F5. Hogan slips out. He does it again with the big boot again. Heyman gets knocked off the apron. He hits the leg drop on Brock Lesnar. It's supposed to be it. It's not. Brock Lesnar oh, kicks okay. out the drop. Listen, it's insane. He tries to use whatever the embers left of Hulkamania and continues <laughs> to hook up every time. Like, he tries to hook up again. Um, but Heyman grabs his leg as he goes for the leg drop one more time. Brock Lesnar grabs him from behind, hits him with the F5, and instead of covering him, he goes for the bear hug, the Brock lock. And, you know, them old damn blood pills and blood capsules. <laughs> in the Blood mouth. capsules flowing. <laughs> you just like you gotta spit him up. Um, <laughs> internal bleeding. This was the internal bleeding era. We don't do internal bleeding anymore for whatever. Well, we don't do any bleeding anymore. But Rock used to have big internal bleeding things. Hogan, I remember Rock had it when Rikishi did the drop shit, the bonsai drop on him, started bleeding yeah. his mouth. Um, but yeah. Brock Lesnar beats the holy shit out of Hulk Hogan. Not even, doesn't even leave him. He leaves the ring, he comes back, he beats him up with a steel chair again, then he takes the blood and he wipes it across his chest. And I was like, damn. Beats on Terry. Sent a message to The Rock and Hulk Hogan. He says, get down and lay down. And after this, we wouldn't see Hulk Hogan left until 2003. This is the last time this year that Hulk Hogan was appearing in a WWE ring. Um, wouldn't see him until he starts his feud with The Rock and, of course, Vince McMahon. But, listen, Brock Lesnar, he's on a rock. This is probably the most legit way to put over a talent and make him seem like a big deal that they've ever done. For real. Because, like... He was on a tear. I don't think you could do this in 2022. Like, make someone go from literally debuting a nobody to being WWE champion within the span of four months. Yeah, they did it with Sheamus, but like, even niggas ain't fucking Sheamus like that. Yeah, I, I ain't respect Sheamus game till later, later in his career. But I think Brock Lesnar, because he was a freak of nature, he had the look, he had a fire name because Brock Lesnar is like, wow. Scares the living shit out of you. He's like a uh-huh. really like a once in a lifetime type of thing. Yeah, legit. It's like yo, like he's just so brolic, and, and he had the athleticism to back it up. He's huge. He can run. He can jump. He can do everything. Like we ain't getting that for quite some time. That's why he was like, "Yo, I could do football if I wanted to." Man did football and MMA. Just Brock Lesnar, bro. Won the title in MMA, too. I don't even (laughs) think he was that really great of a fighter, but he's Brock Lesnar. He's a beast. 
he had diverticulitis and still yeah, that's nuts. illness yeah. took him out that's how you know he's crazy bro and illness had to take him out <laughs> but this he, is Brock he didn't want to fold up like what's his name an illness had to take him out absolutely but this is yeah this is the rock this is the summer of brock lesnar is definitely real this would be pretty much the crowning of the next big thing in a matter of weeks he's going to become undisputed champion and pretty much have the a run for the next two years in the wwe before he decides to give it all up because he don't want to like his his run is literally just like two years like yeah i'm out and they don't even like reference it a lot (laughs) <laughs> nowadays because like his current run is way more scarier and way yeah. more than his previous run old man brock scary as fuck yeah listen tractors come on machinery willing <laughs> tractors, to lose. machinery listen willing to lose to roman reigns this many times is only because of stuff like this like him getting put over him getting put over by hulk hogan him getting put over by the rock him getting put over by you know John Cena, Undertaker, everything like that, like all this stuff is happening that leads up to now, where Brock Lesnar is able to put over Roman Reigns as the guy, and yeah, I mean, Summer Brock was real. Um, I'm trying to see, was there anything in the Wrestling Observer News report that I need to do before we go? Um, how do you think not- it would have went had he stood another year? Oh, okay. So Brock Lesnar stayed another year. I think about this all the time. You know, I've also been thinking of, of what if Stone Cold Steve Austin never left. Um, but if Brock... A lot of things change if, if Austin never left. If Brock stays another year, the John Cena and Batista thing don't happen when they happen. I can see that, yeah. Because Brock legitimately was the star of the show, and they were prepared to continue to like coast with Brock Lesnar. Like he, I think he would eventually have ended up on Raw. Um, mm-hmm. He could have done everything on SmackDown. He'd lost Eddie Guerrero. He'd done everything. He probably would have been drafted to Raw, um, and maybe like Triple H be drafted to SmackDown or Evolution be drafted to SmackDown or something. That'd be I a had... weird fight. Yeah, that'd be weird too. So, but. Because you don't need Brock Lesnar and Evolution on the same show because it's going to impede everything they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think the John Cena-Batista thing would have definitely slowed down a bit if he had stayed, like, another year to, like, WrestleMania 21. Um, and who was big that year? We probably would have got, like, Brock Lesnar versus Triple H, though, at the end something along those lines though maybe i can see that we probably would have got that at mania if anything yeah i feel like it it's just it'd just be so weird to like see brock in 2004 onward yeah and it goes to show you like how how ready they were to like fuck it he's gone but the, the thing that's the same thing they did when Austin left, right? So I've been yeah. doing a lot of research on Austin left since we, we did the episode like a week or last week or so. But I've been doing I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. The reason why Brock Lesnar got such a well, I think he was always gonna get this major push. Mm-hmm. But the real reason why they like strapped the rocket fully on him was because Austin left and they didn't have any new guys. They didn't decide, and one of the reasons why Austin left is because they didn't have any new guys for him to face. They didn't make anybody. So they're trying to make Brock Lesnar at the expense of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was like, I'm out. Fuck that shit. 
Also, they were going to do that on like free TV. He wanted to do it for yeah. pay-per-view. You know? Yeah, he wanted to do it on a pay-per-view. They, they were planning Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brock Lesnar as the round one King of the Ring qualifying match. That's nuts. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and I was like, nah, nah. You could have did that without anybody else. Literally anybody yeah. else. Which they did with somebody else. Um, but it to me, like, because of that, we got a bunch of new stars when Brock left. There are only a couple of game changers in WWE. Like when Brock left, they're like, oh, okay, we got to make new stars. Batista, Randy Orton, John Cena. Um, that's when their time came up was in the era that Brock Lesnar kind of like mm-hmm. left um, because they cashed in all their chips. And I think that's why Vince was so mad at um, Brock for leaving and try to pull that like you can't compete in wrestling anywhere for the next like decade type shit. And that's what the lawsuit happens. Um, because Brock Lesnar is like, hey, I'm a, um, I'm not a, I'm a thing worker. What's the, what's they call it? What do what? wrestlers, independent contractor. Oh, okay. Contractor, yeah. You can't not have me work somewhere for 10 years. Um, yeah, so it says on his Wikipedia, Lesnar had previously signed a non-compete clause in order to be released from WWE, which prohibited him from working to any other professional wrestling companies before June 2010. Um, so he challenged his ruling in court. WWE responded with a counterclaim after Lesnar breached their agreement by appearing at New Japan in 2004. Um, in 2005, both you know, dropped their claims, try to renew their relationship. WWE offered Lesnar a contract, but on August 20, August 2nd, 2005, I remember this specifically, um, the official website reported that Lesnar had withdrawn any involvement in the company and it eventually gets settled. But yeah, there was also talks of Brock Lesnar coming back in 2005. Then in like 06, he was in, uh, he was the IWGP. Well, the other, it was a weird situation with that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was on his Anoki shit. Vibing. Um, but that's the summer of Brock Lesnar, and that's this episode of the Draft Diaries. Rob, thank you for coming through. You already know. Um, next episode of the Draft Diaries, we'll be covering, it should be a surprise to no one, SummerSlam 2002. Um, what a great SummerSlam. <laughs> from top to bottom. Even top- the. Five, I would say. I, I I'd have to think. run through. I don't even. Yeah, not even a league of its own. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> like it's different. Like it really is, but it's a really good SummerSlam. So make sure you guys check that out before you tap into the next episode of the Draft Diaries. Follow Rob at Ugly New York on Twitter, and make sure you guys listen to Ugly Radio. Um, Facts. You already know. We here. Follow Ugly the eight- hours. As you can see on all this stuff, bottom on here for all the A shows, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Spotify, and just follow us on Twitter. We thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys next time.